0: His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written of him and had been done to him. Amen. Amen. Don't let this last sentence become a throwaway. It is extraordinarily important to linger on the idea that this moment of triumphal entry today ultimately becomes, as the gospel tells us, an afterthought. Only we humans have the capacity to offer supplication for saving in one breath, only to scream, crucify him in the next, and then forget until later that we were actually walking with God all along. Let's stand right here at this intersection of need, fallenness, and memory. It's not a coincidence that I'm the preacher who has stood in this pulpit at the significant points of our liturgical calendar. I stood in front of you on the first Sunday of Advent and reminded you that there was no wrong way to approach that precious manger. By the grace of God and community, we made our way to that moment of triumphal hope. In the middle of December, when the first vaccine doses came rolling off of airplanes and into the arms of doctors live on television, I stood in my kitchen and wept. It's here. Finally. Hope is here. Thanks be to God. On Ash Wednesday, I told you to bring to Lent all of your burdens all of your humility and all of your understanding that you cannot reach the edge of this wilderness by your will alone. I got a lot of emails after that one. Lots of thank yous, lots of nodding of heads. Hopefully there were a lot of Hosannas that went up that day as well. Hosanna translates into save me. I stand before you, a sinner, yet even now, please save me. Save me from this endless wilderness, Lord. Save me from this COVID loneliness, Lord. Save me from financial uncertainty, Lord. Save me from the variance. Save me, Lord. Save me. Just as was promised, God is steadfast. The weeks have gone by and our context has changed. Schools forced to reopen, vaccines put into so many arms, stimulus checks dropped into accounts or into mailboxes. The ground thaws, our flowers emerge, the trill of birds breaks the silence of our mornings. We bear witness to these miracles, and we whisper our praises. And perhaps you've been saying, with each passing miracle you've noticed, glory to God in the highest. And now here I, here I am again to bookend it all. Welcome to Palm Sunday, the very beginning of what we know is ultimately the end. We are an eager crowd with palms in our hands, impatient for the oppression to fully and finally be lifted so that we can live free. Here is the arrival almost exactly as prophesied, moving slowly on a system we wish was more efficient. And those of us still waiting for our eligibility for salvation stand on the street in relief anticipation, and with questions. This is what we've got. Is it enough? Is it fast enough? Is it strong enough? I'm here in the crowd with you, and here's my question for us all. Why are we so eager to get to the end? Don't get me wrong. I want the suffering to end. I want the fear to stop. I want the isolation and the loneliness to fall away. I want nothing more than to get my shot so I can go speeding down I-95 for a hug from my mom and the biggest crab cake I can stuff in my face. We can and should pray for the suffering to end. I'm talking about the rest of it the lessons, the illuminations, the transformations, the transmutations. Why are we so eager for them to end? Why are we so eager to get back to the unsustainable normal we knew? Holy Week is the live action narrative of the transition from that triumphal entry with praise and supplication to the snarled crucify him. A week of inability to comprehend, a week of frustration as the teacher does his level best to say the final words that must be said and desperately teach the final lessons that must be taught. It's a week of betrayal at the hands of the weak yet trusted and familiar, a week of denial from even the most loyal, a week of forgetting the journey, the miracles and the lessons. What are we eager to forget as we clamor for that salvation? The ineptitude of institutions we depend on systematically weakened by nefarious forces? The full-bodied cries of the mothers of the murdered and the, a whole community, community stating for the millionth time that we are whole humans, whole citizens, deserving to live free. The laying bare of economic systems purposely built to favor the few while exploiting the many. The wholly inadequate yet well-known and well-documented performance of our systems of education for our most vulnerable and youngest people. The fact that our sky is bluer than it's ever been, yet all of our air quality gains from less driving were erased by the wildfires that burned in the perma-drought suffering West. What will you deny three times to get back to the small comfort of the life you were living before? What earthly thing will you exchange in the hopes for a little more comfort, a little less of this work we've been trying to do together, even in the midst of our suffering? Stand here with me at this intersection of our deeply human need to be free, the inevitability of our fallenness, and the pleading of memory. When this transition is over, and you're free to remember, don't forget the miracles you've witnessed. Don't forget the miracles of science that kept you safe and brought you through to the end as a survivor. Don't forget the miracles of art that kept you entertained, kept you connected to your humanity, and provided you solace in the lonely moments. Don't forget the cries of lamentation of the people you don't live near, you don't know well and you have been taught not to see. Don't forget the choices that you were able to make because your personal economics made comforts and conveniences possible. Don't forget the people who had to keep working so you could have what you need, or the businesses that had to stay open because no other livelihood would have been available otherwise. Don't forget the education your children received at home or in a building with teachers able to innovate on the fly with passion and with grace. Don't forget that in this time of deep and inhumane suffering, yet even still, holiness and humanity were part of your life. Hosanna, Lord, save us all from forgetting. After the miracles end and the last breath is breathed and the sacrifice is indeed made, we're all still going to be here. Remember the lessons, remember the urgency of the work, Remember the steadfastness of the God who carried you through your sufferings and made the sacrifices for you. Remember that though you'll scream crucify him on Friday, you'll celebrate a redeemed world on Sunday. Jesus leaves us in a world that's, not, that's neither clean nor fully resolved with no work left to do. He only leaves us with a world redeemed where anything is possible, where you will have the choice to accept the freedom given in sacrifice and the mercy provided in steadfast love, and with it the work of the lessons that will linger and plead in your memory. May you remember them with God's help. His disciples did not understand these things at first. But when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written of him and had been done to him. Amen.